0: You're listening to Bible Prophecy Daily, a weekday podcast where Bible prophecy matters and matters greatly. Will Jesus blow the trumpet of God on the Feast of Trumpets? That's a really hot question, especially whether he's going to blow it on this Feast of Trumpets, 2023. We're going to answer that question definitively at the end of this teaching, so be sure you keep listening for it. But the Hebraic Feast of Trumpets has always been a hot topic. If you remember the sign of the woman in Virgo from 2017, that made worldwide hysteria, in part because it came on a Feast of Trumpets, the day a lot of people expect Jesus will return. So we have a couple of questions to answer today. First, is Jesus actually going to return on a Feast of Trumpets, or is it called in Hebrew, Yom Teruah, the Feast of the Blowing of Trumpets? Will it be Jesus himself who blows the trumpet of God as he descends from heaven? And will it be this year or another? In 2023, that day is approaching really fast. This year, it's September 15th through 17th. In 2030, it's September 27th through the 29th. Now, whatever year and date Jesus returns, it's the most anticipated day and trumpet in world history. So what is the trumpet of God and when is it blown? This is Bible teacher Nelson Walters and today we're exploring those questions. Let's begin with the trumpet of his return. Regardless of when he returns, we know with 100% accuracy that Jesus returns to a mighty blast of a trumpet or shofar. For our English audience, shofar is a trumpet made from a ram's horn. This type of trumpet is mentioned 72 times in the Old Testament. Let's take a look at some of the passages about the return of Jesus that include a trumpet. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a cry of command, with the voice of an archangel and the trumpet of God. 1 Thessalonians 4.16. So from this passage, we learn it's the trumpet of God. It kind of implies that God blows it. This idea is reinforced in Zechariah. Then the Lord will appear over them and his arrow will go forth like lightning and the Lord God will sound the trumpet. Zechariah 9.14. So God blows the trumpet. This is important because some people think an angel does it, but this verse clearly delineates it as God Himself. Here's another verse about a trumpet. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall all be changed. 1 Corinthians 15 51 through 52. The trumpet of God is the last trumpet. Now, this is a Hebraic phrase that's made to be in contrast with the first trumpet, and we'll explain that in just a moment. And he will send out his angels with a loud trumpet call, and they will gather his elect from the four winds from one end of heaven to the other, Matthew 24:31. And in that day, a great trumpet will be blown, and those who were lost in the land of Assyria, and those who were driven out of a land of Egypt, will come and worship the Lord on the holy mountain in Jerusalem. Isaiah 27:13. Both of these discuss a gathering together that occurs at that time. So here are the main points: God blows this trumpet; it's called the last trumpet, and that that moment the dead in Christ. Are resurrected and the living believers are changed into resurrection bodies and after the trumpet there is a gathering together obviously it's one of the greatest days in human history but in order to understand the concept of what the last trumpet means we first have to understand what the first trumpet was now rabbis in Judaism refer to the first mention of the blowing of a shofar in the Bible as the first trumpet This mention is found in Exodus 19, and it details God himself coming down on Mount Sinai. And it came to pass on the third day in the morning, that there were thunders and lightning and a thick cloud on the mount and the voice of a trumpet exceedingly loud, so that all the people that were in the camp trembled. Exodus 19.16 So this wasn't just like some little trumpet. This trumpet was so loud that people trembled in fear. And he came on the clouds with lightnings and thunder. And a few verses later we read, he descended in fire, smoke, and earthquake. These events should probably sound familiar to you as they are very similar to the events that surround the return of Jesus at the last trumpet on the day of the Lord. So the first and last trumpets are bookends, so to speak. In Judaism, The first shofar is blown on Shavuot, or what is sometimes called Pentecost, to commemorate the event that we just described. On Yom Teruah, the last trumpet is blown, based on tradition, on that Feast of Trumpets. There's no direct Bible verse that says the first trumpet should be blown on Shavuot, or that the last trumpet takes place on the Feast of Trumpets, by the way. It's Jewish tradition. The first shofar marked Israel's entering into a marriage covenant with God. This was the time of the giving of the Ten Words or Ten Commandments. The original ketubah, or covenant, was given on this Shavuot, and a new covenant was confirmed on that same day of the year, although it was like 1400 years later, in Acts 2. That is the day the Holy Spirit came upon believers in the first century. The last trumpet then marks the consummation of the marriage when Jesus returns for his people. And Jewish tradition holds this will be on the Feast of Trumpets. But is Jesus really coming back on a future Feast of Trumpets? Jewish tradition, based on the Talmud and Mishnah, you know, the writings of the rabbis are interesting. But it's not infallible. So what does the Bible say? Well, it implies that the Feast of Trumpets is the day, but it doesn't really confirm it. Let's look at the evidence. Yom Terorah is one of the seven feasts of the Lord, or Moedim, that were given to God's people by God himself in Leviticus 23. The Hebrew word Moedim means appointed times. God appointed these seven festivals, or feasts of the Lord, for something. Biblical history tells us what that was. The first four of these Moedim were fulfilled during Jesus' first coming by very significant events happening right on the day of the feast. Events in God's redemptive plan. Passover was fulfilled when Jesus died on the cross as our Passover lamb, right at the time of the evening sacrifice. Unleavened bread was fulfilled when Jesus laid in the tomb. First fruits was fulfilled when Jesus rose as the first fruits from the dead on Resurrection Sunday. And Pentecost, or Shavuot, was fulfilled when the Holy Spirit was poured out on the early church, just as we had mentioned. So most assume that the final three of the seven feasts will be fulfilled in the same manner around the time of Jesus' second coming, and that they will also occur on the actual day of each feast. But that is a theory. And the Apostle Paul confirms for us that the feasts in the future have a prophetic fulfillment. In Colossians 2, 16-17, we read, Therefore let no one pass judgment on you in questions of food or with regard to a festival. And by that he meant the Moedim, or new moon, or Sabbath. These are a shadow of the things to come. By that he means they have prophetic future significance. But the substance is Christ. In this way, then, these appointed times are a blueprint of the ministry of Jesus from his death to his glorious return and kingdom. The Feast of Trumpets happens to be two of these things. It's both the Feast of the Lord and it's a new moon. So given the past fulfillments on Moedim and the promise of future fulfillments, it is suspected that Jesus will return on the next appointed time, which has yet to be fulfilled, and that Jesus' trumpet of return will be blown on some future Yam Torah, appropriately called the Feast of Trumpets. But is that assured? No, nah, it isn't. But it probably is likely. To that, you may say, hey, wait a minute, no one knows the day or the hour as Jesus mentioned about his return in Matthew 24, 36, and you would be absolutely correct. But that statement is very interesting because no one knows the day or hour of the Feast of Trumpets either. It's the only Moedim that is either one of two days and any hour of the night because it's based on the sighting of the new moon in the night sky. At the time of Jesus, two witnesses would watch for the first sliver of the new moon and then report it to the high priest, who in turn would then declare the feast and order the blowing of the trumpets. There would be like a hundred trumpet blasts, followed by a long and lingering blast, known in those days, according to the Jewish tradition, as the last trumpet, the last trumpet of Yom Torah And let's listen to some short and long shofar blasts and pay really close attention to the name of the final long blast. The name of that blast is Tekia Godala, or Great Trumpet. Do you remember when the verses we read at the beginning, Isaiah 27 and Matthew 24, that they referred to Jesus returning and gathering his own to the sound of what the scriptures term the Great Trumpet, Tekia Godala? Is this long blast from the Feast of Trumpets what scripture is describing It was also called the Awakening Blast because it was loud enough at night that it would wake citizens like an alarm clock to announce the festival. This is also a picture of the sudden return of Jesus and awakening the dead in Christ from their graves. But why was it called the Day and Hour No Man Knows? The witnesses sighting of the new moon could be any hour of the night and either of two days. No one knew the day or hour of that sighting. In fact, this Moedim is also known as the hidden day in Hebrew. So when Jesus said of that day, no man knows the day or hour in Matthew 24, 36, is that what he meant? Was he talking about Yom Torah? Was it a reference to this Moedim? Well, maybe it was. We can't say for sure. Additionally, many of Jesus' parables and teachings refer to a nighttime return. In Mark 13.35, Jesus describes his return as being during one of the four watches of the night. In Luke 12.35-37, Jesus advises his servants to stay awake and watchful with their lamps burning. This definitely has a nighttime metaphor thing going on. In the parable of the ten virgins, the cry goes out at midnight. And in Luke 17.34, here's what it says, I tell you, in that night... There shall be two in one bed, and one shall be taken and one left. That verse even suggests the gathering together happens at night, if you didn't notice. And of course, there are all the references by Jesus, Paul, and John that the Lord returns as a thief in the night. Yom is the only Moedim to begin at night rather than sundown. Again, circumstantial evidence But if it isn't night when Jesus returns, why all these references? And to which you might say, hey, well, it's always night somewhere in the world. It is. But it's only night during certain hours in Israel. Now, in Numbers 10, 1 through 10, God instructed Moses to make two silver trumpets. These trumpets were to be used to one, assemble the whole congregation, two, set out in a new direction, three, be used at appointed feasts and new moon festivals like Yom Tura, and four to prepare for battle. Now symbolically, the gathering together of the church in the rapture fulfills the first three of these functions, while the fourth prepares those who are left behind, like the unsaved Jews, for the coming wrath of God, which is his war against his enemies. And again, we specifically see That the blowing of these trumpets was done on the Feast of Trumpets and also at other times. So the evidence is tantalizing. But as with all the other things we've looked at, it's not definitive yet. All of these are types and shadows of what might be. So what can we say for certain? What is 100%? Jesus is coming back. That's certain. Jesus is coming at an unknown day and hour. That's certain. Jesus is coming back to a trumpet blast. That's certain. And the Feast of Trumpets and all the Jewish traditions we talked about around it are a type or shadow of what his return will be like. All those things are certain. Another thing that's certain is the return will not happen this year, 2023. In 2 Thessalonians 2 3 through 4, it explains that two specific things have to happen prior to Jesus' return and are gathering together to him, a great falling away from the faith and the revealing of Antichrist at the midpoint of a tribulation. (laughs) And since those two things haven't occurred, we know the return can't be this year. But Yom Tororah teaches us to remain watchful because one year, it will be the year. Now, a lot of people will argue and say, But, hey, wait a minute, I don't know if that's true. The rapture can happen at any time. That's what I've been taught. They will assign a different meaning to the word apostasia, or falling away, found in those verses that we just talked about, saying it means something else, something different. In fact, something it never means in the Bible. Click right here to keep watching, because this is an incredibly important idea to get right probably more important than the idea of a future Feast of Trumpets being the return of Jesus. So, till then, this is Nelson, and I'll see you there. Thanks for listening to Bible Prophecy Daily. We hope you learned something valuable today. Be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast so you never miss an episode.